So you guys, uh, you all watched Busby Berkeley's 1939 hit Fast and Furious for this episode, right? Wait, what? Wait, you guys didn't watch the 1939 Busby Berkeley film Fast and Furious? No, I watched the I watched the 90. Oh no, that's also wrong. I watched the 2001. <laughs> you ruined the bit, Matt. <laughs> I was thinking of Point Break. <laughs> Well, today we are going to be discussing The Fast and the Furious, the first one, um, which is amazing. And I originally was just planning to talk about Tokyo Drift, but then I was watching it and I thought it deserves its own episode. And we can't talk about The Fast and Furious without comparing it to Point Break, because that's what every single asshole fucking does anytime you bring it up. I didn't know that people did that. Oh yeah, all the time. I didn't know that either. I didn't well, know I that. mean, Terrence, you previously have not seen a single fast and furious movie, i know i don't which i don't get how that's possible i feel see. like it's a fever dream and i did and i just forgot because you're like complete fucking normie status when it comes to movies and that's as normie as it fucking gets i know fast and furious. it's really weird i i've i've definitely seen at least one i just don't remember or maybe i because i think i have seen the first fast and furious i just saw it so long ago that i do not remember mm. because i had older cousins they, they would see a bunch of movies like that, I shouldn't have been watching when I was like five. I mean, not that. I mean, was anything that bad? Yeah, there wasn't really anything that <laughs> no, bad. No, no. Were there titties in Fast and Furious? No. no. There was side boob. Hmm. There was. And there was boob. that scene that Ja Rule grabbed that girl's boob. Hmm. Yeah. And we're recording now, right? Got yeah, yeah. nothing for it. No, no. We're just talking casually. I Fucking mean, Ja Rule. <laughs> ja there was like Ja Rule's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the um, he's the black guy in the first race where he grabs uh, that girl Monica's tit. Yeah. And then like he's like a he's kind if of like doing win, well. If you win, you get her. Yeah. She's like, if you lose, baby, you get me. But if you win, you get both of us. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's Ja Rule. Yeah. But like the really egregious thing is that as he comes on screen, one of his songs starts playing. And no, I'm like, funny. fuck you, Ja Rule. <laughs> uh, if you guys hear me scream, intern, get me a White Claw, bitch. Uh, that's actually just our friend Anthony here yeah. uh, who's just observing right now. We're bringing them in for the Tokyo Drift part. Uh, we're recording two episodes today, so part one is going to be um, Fast and Furious versus Point Break, uh, and then the second part is going to be Tokyo Drift and general discussion of the films. So I kind of uh, just want to talk about Tokyo Drift. So man. Terrence, Matt, <laughs> Later, um, Terrence. in this first part, if you guys even bring up the fact that there is even sequels to the Fast and Furious movie, I'm going to have a shit fit. Like I threw fucking earlier, which is completely related to this. Are you? It actually is because Ja Rule's in this movie. Tell your story, and then I'll tell you. Are how. you wait, actually going wait, to complain about Chick Fil A on our podcast? Fuck Chick Fil A. Look, I was a Chick Fil A guy. I'm no longer a Chick Fil A guy. I am still crippled from my surgery. <laughs> I'm starting to walk again, but I can't really leave the apartment. And I sent Terrence Ugh. to go get me. Some Chick-fil-A for me and Matt. Matt was driving in. Terrence was here. He went to go pick it up. These fucking idiots not only forgot the cheese on my sandwich. You absolute idiot. Not only did they not include a single goddamn container of sauce, but both fucking drinks were missing. You forgot the drinks! And now, when I, when I was complaining and writing up on customer service, Terrence is like, or one matter, someone someone here was like, "Why are you mentioning that you're crippled?" And I'm like, "Because if I went and picked up the order myself and got home and noticed, I was like, hey, there's two drinks missing. Listen, <laughs> I'd be kind of retarded.'" 
<laughs> like, how, how do you place an order and then just get home and be like, oh, shit, my drinks aren't here. So I felt that was crucial to the story. But anyways, I I think the cabin fever is getting to me because I have literally have not left my apartment since Monday of last week. For, it it is currently level. Wednesday of this week. I have not left my apartment since Monday of last week when I had surgery. So the cabin fever is definitely getting to me at this point. And have I, you masturbated yet? I mean, that's what the fuck else am I going to do? It's literally video games, <sighs> movies, jerking off, listening to the Kanye leaks. I honestly have no idea what the problem is then. Besides the Kanye stuff, everything seems perfect. I like going outside, Terrence. Outside's overrated. Once so. you breathe air, you automatically start dying. <laughs> so, I mean, breathing air in the apartment and breathing air outside just brings you just as close you know, to death. You know breathing air is actually allergic to you because it eventually kills you in about uh, 60 Shut plus years. Well, yeah, I know, because it kills your cells. We don't, yeah, biology. Yeah. I also just want to point out something funny that you brought up, Matt, because for some reason this joke fucked me up beyond belief. Okay. When you were taught, when you were bitching out Chick Fil A in the group chat, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you said they don't even believe in dinosaurs. The company that serves chicken sandwiches doesn't believe in dinosaurs. They're literally serving us dinosaurs, and they don't believe in them. Well, if the T Rex was alive, it probably still tastes like chicken. Wait, so what does this have to do with John Rule, Matt? Oh, so <laughs> I don't know if he is anymore, but there was a super hot minute where Ja Rule became super, super fucking Christian. And, like, to the point where, like, he stopped rapping, he started producing and starring in all these, like, Christian movies and stuff like that. That was about, like, celibacy and all that shit. And, like, then I think uh, once Firefly Festival happened, not Firefly, once uh, Fire Festival happened. I forgot he was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when he kind of, like, came back into Christianity. Did he do drugs during the Christianity? Or, I probably, I'm sure. Oh, I just realized I was. Uh, combining Jai Rule and Jai Courtney, and I was thinking they were the same person for a second. Who the fuck is Jai Courtney? He's an actor that everyone clowns on. For oh, okay. being a bad actor. Everyone kind of clowns on Jai Rule too. I know. He's like, so that that's why, like, I thought they were the same person. Because, like, I, I don't know. I feel like every time somebody does either drugs or hardcore drugs, they always get either religious or creepy religious. I like, mean, I don't know any other kind of religious except for creepy religious. Well, I all mean, right, edgy atheist. Right here. I'm not even super religious. I'm Matt is literally our atheism personified. <laughs> uh, it, no, but I've noticed like there's a few like a perfect example is God rest his soul, uh, Etika. Like it was he he did something. He went somewhere and did something, and then he came back saying like that he he was like God or he. He spoke to God or he saw God, and it's like, I don't know. Shut up. And it's like, I don't know what he did. Okay, shut up! I'm trying to make a story. But it's like... Jesus is the only God I care about. Oh, my God. Terrence, you know that I um I knew Etika, right? Like oh, you personally? really? You yeah. did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we uploaded uh, Pokemon YouTube battles together. What? Really? Yeah, like, I... we never did, like... Uh, we were in Skype back when that was a thing. But yeah. We, um, yeah, we chatted... <laughs> but we yeah we talked we were friends oh that's for a so while, cool yeah and then i you know stopped uploading but we kind of kept in touch and then he blew up because of twitch and because of smash. so you knew him yeah. before he was famous yeah yeah i knew him. i knew him yeah. before he was yeah yeah uh, we, had, I knew we uh him. yeah one yeah. of our other mutual friends terrence uh julian kind of knew him really oh yeah. he did yeah yeah uh, god god rest his soul man i really know nothing about him either way so i i, I heard I, he was a really really nice guy mm-hmm. really fun guy I, I have nothing. I remember a lot of people clowning on him like before he 
killed himself. Well, because uh, he would always lose his shit during Smash reaction, and but it, it yeah. was you know it's just moral of the story is just be careful with the things that you use because I don't know what he did, but God help him because that was some fucked up shit. Just be careful, and I think we should go back because I really want to talk about Fast and Furious. I was gonna say we're getting real <laughs> deep on this episode. Well, hey, we got deep on the last episode. Of yeah, People but that was like it. in the end of the episode. Yeah. Anyway, like, to think about it, this is so, all because of Chick Fil A. They're you, winning. They're making us talk about God. The fuck, Chick Fil A is winning. The we're getting, getting Popeyes oh, next week. God, yes. But we're not gonna get the sandwiches. I know we're not. I mean, if they're in stock, I'm. I'm hey, look, they're delicious. All we have to do is just order. Popeyes, and we'll just get fucking bread elsewhere. We'll make our own sandwiches. But we'll I thought tell... Popeyes has good bread. No, they, no, they always no, sell they're out. just like they're they've been out of this chicken sandwich now for like two weeks. Oh, is that why I'm seeing all those fights on like YouTube? Yeah. And There's Twitter? fights, dude, you... over the chicken sandwiches, dude. Oh dude, my, people were trying to scalp them, like dude. literal morons. Like, why would you try and scalp fucking chicken? Dude. Like that shit's just gonna be like fucking cold. And, like, no one's going <laughs> to buy it from your crusty ass. No one knows who you fucking are if you were touching yeah, it. Yeah, right? If you put, like, some, like, yeah, that is, it with uh, something. I've literally not seen a stupider thing to scalp What are they flipping life. for? Absolutely nothing, obviously, because uh, really? these so, fucking morons were just stuck The other the night, I was on Discord with my friends, and one of them posted, like, hey, did you see this clip? And I'm like, uh, did you see this, like, clip from, and it was an outbreak from Popeye. I'm like, excuse me? Like, yeah. So he sent it to me. <laughs> And it was a full-on battle royale at a Popeye's because they ran out of their chicken sandwiches. And some dude was just streaming it the whole time. And it was gross. Like, the, the people that were working there had to fight back some of the people because the two of them were fighting each other. And then they were fighting the co-workers. Now, what what was more cringe? That or the Zeshwan sauce shit with Rick and Morty and Oh, Tom? that shit was ridiculous. See, I don't know because Szechuan sauce was pretty fucking cringe. Because Szechuan sauce actually ruined the image of Rick and Morty. Yeah, but like the actual acts, I mean, I, I feel like they were just really cringe and loud and obnoxious with that. Whereas this Popeyes incident sounds like there's also more this happens fights. at Popeyes like every other month. So. <laughs> well, Szechuan <laughs> sauce actually ruined the image of a franchise. So. You know, joking aside, well, it did. The uh, Popeyes Already chicken sandwich also ruined the image of a franchise, and that franchise is Chick Fil A. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, no, but sure. Okay, Matt, we get it. You're you're an atheist. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not even religious, and I'm saying it, it has nothing to do with me being an atheist. It has something to do with Chick Fil A being a bunch of fucking assholes. Uh, ah, the end. Uh, Chick Fil A exists, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you should do, Chick-fil-A? If you want to fucking stay closed on a Sunday like a bunch of bitches, how about this? Open up, and every dollar you make on Sundays, donate to a charity. You I... scum. Ooh. Or they could just have the Jewish people and the Muslim people. Yeah, right? How about we give the, jobs on Sundays to uh, yeah, to the underprivileged that maybe aren't Buddhist. Christian? Oh, I found out something really interesting and today about, Chick- about Chick-fil-A, actually. So, someone in my office, right? And the they wanted to they wanted to open up a franchise with their brother. And okay. The I'm being fucking serious right now. And Have you guys ever smelled chicken's feet? Yeah. Continue, Matt. Okay. So, <laughs> my friend, I was bitching about Chick-fil-A today in my office. Do you just bitch about Chick-fil-A randomly? I do, actually, because James had mentioned the all Chick-fil-A Matt knows and then I got is all pissed ye- off about so it. So, all, all of Matt sudden- knows is clothes <laughs> and Yeezys and being mad Chick-fil-A so, and hot chips. So, all, and all of a sudden, I'm just in the office and then I hear Matt, so I really fucking hate Chick-fil-A. That has happened. 
a couple times. But so today, hey, James Matt, was can like, you just send me these papers? Yeah, but I also really fucking hate Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, but so today, James was like, oh, we're going to get Chick-fil-A. And that obviously upset me. So then I was like, fucking Chick-fil-A. And then someone who sits next to me in my office was like, oh, he's like, you know, he's like, I have a funny story. He's like, I tried to open up a franchise with uh, with my brother, and we were looking into different ones. And Chick Fil A at the time was actually the cheapest. Like all you needed was about a hundred grand, and they would um, actually loan you everything um, as part of their business model. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting, actually. Okay, that's cool. He's like, but there were two clauses in the agreement. He's like, that I did. Yeah, there were two clauses. Oh, can I get another one? Clauses. Raspberry, please. There were two clauses in the agreement that he could not get behind, so he did not open the Chick-fil-A. One, you are not allowed to open on Sundays ever, which, okay, obviously we all know this. It's in their fucking You didn't know that already. Right. The second was as the owner of a Chick-fil-A, you and any members involved in your partnership of that franchise had to convert to Christianity. (laughs) That's that cool. was in the fucking paperwork. Wow, that's actually that's amazing. That's actually hilarious. Like, that's how we're recruiting for religions now? Fuck. Dude, that's funny. That's fucking great. That's, that's kind of I mean, talk about fucking grassroots, right? Jesus Christ. Hey, y'all. Want to open up this Chick-fil-A? Oh, you can't be Jewish anymore. I was going to say, that kind of seems racist, doesn't it? Well, it's not racist. Not racist, but... I mean, Jews are racist. Yeah. Religious? Okay, tell me how that's worse than Abercrombie and Fitch saying that ugly chicks can't work for them. (laughs) Tell me how that's worse. Oh, my God. It's both the same exact fucking thing, isn't it? Hey, man, you should... If you own a business, you should be able to hire whoever you want for any reason and tell them to fuck off for any reason, because that's... Free market, baby. No, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But... And that's and then you have the choice to not shop there ever. So, yeah. You know, no, I totally if, agree if with Chick-fil-A you. Chick-fil-A says, well, you have to be Christian if you want to own a franchise. Or if uh, Abercrombie & Fitch says you can't be fat and ugly if you want to work here, then the consumer can choose to not shop there. And, I 100% so. agree with you. But Abercrombie & Fitch got so much fucking shit for that. And no one has said Dick well, about this Chick Fil A thing. I think it's because people don't know that about Chick Fil A because they'll hire whoever. Right. It's just if you want to open up the franchise and like own it. So I think that's a little bit different and goes more under the radar because so of that. So I, I just want to alert the audience, uh, just for a visual uh, context. There's about like eight white claws on this table right now. There's about nine white one, claws two, on this table three, right now. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, five. good counting, Terrence. <laughs> did you did you actually count it or did you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, oh, just oh, <laughs> what a baby doo doo diaper butt down. face. I just spilled white claw on my limited edition Andrew Yang shirt. Oh right. no. So anyway, uh, that we were talking about for like the first five seconds of this podcast. Fast and Furious! Yeah, What's I know. <laughs> so We went on a 15-minute tirade about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> rightfully so. All right, time to talk about Busby Berkeley's 1939 film, Fast and Furious. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was a thing either until I was... Wait, there's actually a 1939 yeah. film called... So, Man. like, is this, is this a remake, or is this no, just no, happen to have the same name? It just happens to have the same name. Oh, okay. So is it called Fast and Furious or The Fast? No, Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. So... There is the fast and there is fast and furious with the and 
There's the Fast and Furious, and then there's Fast and Furious, but it uses the, the symbol, the and symbol. Ampersand. Yeah, oh, ampersand. Okay. Thank you. I didn't. I forgot the name of it. That's, that's a lot. Of, that's huh. a lot of things. So, like, does that does this have to do with? Does that one have to do with cars or anything? Uh, I don't think so. I think Actually, it's so old that has to do with horses. <laughs> <laughs> Speedball run. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick uh, break to give you a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Corona, where it's Fast and Furious. The only things that matter in life are cars, family. God and Corona. We are not drinking White Claws. We are drinking Corona. This episode is officially sponsored by Corona. I have the certificate from Vin Diesel that says we're sponsored by Corona. Yeah, but James, anyways, back to the episode. James, your water's over there. Anyways, back to the episode. Um, yeah. So anyway, I guess I'll I'll start. Uh, so, like James said in the beginning of this podcast, or if you said it before we started this, I don't even remember. I said it during the podcast. Uh, I guess I never watched these movies at all. Either I watched one, and I just do not remember it, but for some reason, these movies escaped me. I don't know why. I just... It's just one of those things. So then, I watched one when James told me to do it, because we're doing it for the podcast, and... I was, you know, like, okay, this shit's pretty good. And uh, and then when I watched uh, Point Break, I definitely watched that before because I remember that movie. Yeah. But when I was watching, I'm like, okay, I can see the similarities. It's, you know, there's a cop going into it. He's trying to find a criminal business. He gets in a little bit too deep. He finds a girl, gets with the girl, and then he's got to fight these criminals. But, you know, the, the main thing is the same, but th- these two movies are f- very, very different. That's what I'm saying. So it's insane to me that people just call The Fast and the Furious a ripoff of Point Book. Yeah, Break. it is not a ripoff. I'm, I'm no, going to start so. off and say I greatly prefer The Fast and Furious. And yes. now, yeah. I know that they didn't make any single sequels but, to The Fast and the Furious, but hypothetically, if they did make eight, se- uh, seven sequels in a spinoff that I hypothetically have seen, and if that was the case, then hypothetically... The first was my second to least favorite in the franchise, previous, hypothetically previously. And if I hypothetically, uh, you know, rewatch two and three and just hypothetically saw the spinoff yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, the hypothetical title right there. James, you're literally. You said hypothetical so many times, I have no idea. James, what you're literally about just giving me diarrhea. Oh. Just talk about the movies. I don't come into like. We're, we're going to talk movie about Tokyo five. Drift after I, this. Yeah, I when mean, we I, talk about. I mean, I've never heard of a movie called Tokyo Drift, but anyways. Oh. So if there Why are you hypo- being so fucking stupid? <laughs> if there's hypo- Relax with the levels on here, Terrence. Jesus Christ. You're going to blow everyone's ears out. Yeah. Sorry, headphone user. <laughs> me, right now, <laughs> recording this. Anyways, my previous rating. Fast and the Fast and the Furious was <laughs> was like a six out of ten from the first time I watched it, and I rewatched it. I'm like, huh? When was the first time you watched it? Just curious. Two years ago. That was the ever yeah, yeah, first ever, time ever. ever really? Ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Fuck. I only I I hypothetically started with Fast Five. Oh no, I did see with me. No, no, no. no I did see the first Fast and the Furious before. Where? Um, a very long time ago at my cousin's house. It was like 2003. I did see it because I remember the beginning opening. I don't know if I finished watching it with them, but I did see the first movie. But I rewatched it, quote unquote, rewatched it two days ago, and it's amazing. My my new rating for it is a nine out of ten, which surprised the fuck out of me. 
because I was not expecting to like this more than the hypothetical sequels that could have possibly existed in another another hate, in another I episode. Hate you so much. I mean, this is a great fucking film. It's it's a, a, oh, I thought you were gonna say this, this is a great bit that I'm doing. Right oh no, now. that's not. Like, that's oh, awful. No, it's no, it's not. It's, it's, you're making me violently angry. <laughs> I actively just want to smack. But like, I saw this movie when it came out. Yeah. So in two thousand one, yeah, in two thousand one, I was ten. Um, I was six. Yeah. So. (laughs) So my dad was a big. My dad's a big car guy. Um, and I remember watching this movie for the first. I don't think I saw it in the in the theater. Um, but uh, I definitely watched it on on VHS because we had the VHS, and um, I remember watching this movie and like this movie is what kind of got me into cars. Wait, Fast and Furious came out in two thousand one. Two thousand one. Was was that before or after nine eleven? Um, do you know the exact release date? I do not. Intern, look it up. All right. I'm gonna say it was because I feel like before. I I guess it would be before. Yeah, it was probably before because because I have it was a summer blockbuster. Yeah, that was a summer movie. What does this have to do with nine eleven? No, I'm, I'm just saying, because a lot of movies that came out during that time period were affected during the events. Were, he, yeah, like were changed more yeah. or less. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I don't I don't believe so. I think it came out, this was a summer Spider-Man, movie Spider-Man, sure. Stitch, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I was Spider-Man like... Uh, in, the tra- uh, in the trailer for Spider-Man, uh, you see the... He was like saving someone. The helicopter was being saved by webs, and the webs were on the Twin Towers. God, did they cut that in the movie? Or they... No, no, they cut what that. Out. A bunch of pussies. And like... in Leo and Stitch, well, the they have a scene where Stitch is flying the plane, and they're in Hawaii, and the plane is like destroying the city. They change that to a mountain. I mean, they Lilo also and Stitch makes more June eighteenth, two thousand and one. Yep, yep right. summer movie. Okay. And it also uh, that Pokemon episode where Tentacruel attacks the city that was delayed. In oh America. yeah, that's right. I mean, look. I mean, I... that's fair. It was. A fucking yeah oh yeah it's terrible i mean it's you know the fucking worst thing that's happened to this country since uh pearl harbor i would say this was probably worse than pearl harbor no it is but like it's like the first time we were attacked yeah yeah but it's like it's not like in spider-man they were attacking the twin towers no it's just i think they didn't want to this was this was trigger warnings before trigger warnings were a thing um Anyway, back to Fast and Furious. Yeah, well, I forgot where I was. Yeah, so no, what I was saying was that this movie <laughs> kind of got me into cars. Like, like I like for a hot minute when I was like ten to twelve years old. Like, I wanted to fucking get like a, a Honda Civic that like I found in a junkyard and pimped the shit out of it. Also, because Pimp My Ride came oh, out yeah, shortly after right, first this. First of all, Matt, calm down. You were like twelve. There's nothing you were gonna do. Second of all, I thought you were. <laughs> Terrence, way the fuck you shit on my jeans as second, a 12-year-old, you Second bitch. of all, I thought you were going to say, I just wanted to fuck cars after this movie. <laughs> I saw Cars 1, and I knew right then oh, and there, oh, I wanted to fuck cars. So, so hang on, right. hang on, hang on. You brought that up. So, what anyway. about Cars 2 Tokyo oh. Drift? <laughs> <laughs> it was Cars 3 Tokyo oh, Drift. My bad, my bad. It was two cars... Two cars. Two cars. Two cars. Two cars. That was the sequel. So, and the fucking fourth one, the hypothetical fourth one. Was that the one with the Would be called the cars and the car. Oh, no. Would be called cars and cars. So what's Hobson Shaw? Lightning and Mater. Mater and... McQueen and Mater? McQueen and so anyway, after I finished watching uh, both Fast and Furious one and three, 
Uh, I posted on Twitter. Alphabetical third one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just don't even refer to it. I I posted on Twitter, like, oh, wow. I don't think I've ever watched these movies, and they're beautifully fantastic, and I love them. And some guy said, uh, they're just basically the Cars movies, shaking my head. And I'm like, you're serious. (laughs) And the thing is that (laughs) Terrence fucking replied to him. And then he was like, i actually never seen them before. I never replied. I didn't respond oh, to them Oh, because I, I saw you deleted his tweet. Our friend Deji replied to them. Ah. Talking about, oh, finally, you finally saw them. Like, yeah, they're fantastic. They're amazing. Then that person responded, I've never seen these movies, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Never seen so them. So you never saw them, and you just called them the Cars movies. They're basically... It's right. basically just live-action Cars. Yeah. Right. Except, Light, except Lightning McQueen actually fucks. Um, so there's... This this is a tweet that I saw on Twitter. I'm not. Uh, this is not an original joke for me right here. But uh, did you? Uh, <laughs> there's TSA in the Cars movies, so that means in the Cars universe, 9/11 happened. The face of everyone in the room right now. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently in Cars too, it is heavily implied. And shown that multiple people, multiple cars, flat out die and get murdered. Apparently cars get murdered on screen, so I've been told, in Cars 2. Well, I mean, you know the theory, too, that, like, the Cars movies are, like, um, essentially, like, evolution of, like, robotics, right? And that, like, the human race more or less died off and they became sentient. But like, and that's why where do they Wall-E still? Comes in. Yeah. But like, why do like they the still need TSA? Right. What? Why do they still need TSA? Because of their sequel, Planes. Yep, he's he's right. Oh, the spinoff, which wasn't yeah, even made by Pixar. I know it was made by Disney. Toontown. Did uh, I noticed actually something? The biggest similarity to Point Break and the Fast and Furious to get to get back on topic here is um, they both drink Coronas in that film. They do? They do. I noticed, I saw, Hmm. I was watching Point Break here after watching The Fast and the Furious, and I'm like, oh shit, motherfucker drinking a goddamn Corona. Hell yeah. 91, 2001. And that is where the similarities end. No, I mean, all right. So both (laughs) movies do have the same theme of FBI agent goes undercover. I mean, more or less, to, yeah. The to, plot yeah. is very similar, but how they get yeah. there is completely like, okay. different. It's like basically saying, like, yes, are, there are. It's like these two RPGs have the same structure, but the way they do it is completely different. Yeah, like for Point Break, one Johnny Utah. It starts off with him as an FBI agent. You and know, I he's just want to say that's an amazing name. Yeah, uh, Johnny Utah is an FBI agent, and you know that starting. Whereas in The Fast and Furious, uh, Brian... O'Connor. Brian O'Connor. You don't know that he's working for the feds. Yeah, all of a sudden he just gets arrested. Yeah. And then it shows up saying, what, what are you doing? You're undercover here. Hold Which on, is- Brian O'Connor is wrong. It's not Brian O'Connor. It's Brian Spellman. Spillman? No, 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 no. It is Brian O'Connor. No, no. It he is. says his name is Brian Spellman to them. First. Oh, his real name his is real Brian, name O'Connor. Brian O'Connor. It's actually You're really right. dumb because it's like, why would you use the same your real first name if you're going undercover? Yeah. Hey, what's your name? Uh, Brian uh, looks around, sees a spilled drink. Uh, Spillman. <laughs> what's your name? All right, that uh, checks out. Uh, P. Brian. Uh, 
Tier. Tuna sandwich. Uh, the, 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 there Griffin. A, to, to bring it to bring it back to the other episodes uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, there's no. a there's a, a fake New York Times edit where it said that uh, the the guard coming in to like change guards. The the guy is like, "Are you new here?" And he's like, "Yeah." It's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Steve Jail." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought that was the funniest fucking thing ever. And it's so funny because the whole situation has been so absurd that it's actually believable. <laughs> They'd be stupid enough to have someone named Steve Jail come in and be the fake security guard I believe for it. Jeffrey Epstein. So. Back on topic. Yeah, but Back on topic, uh, Jordana Brewster. Woo-wee! Listen. Uh, I don't know names. Who is she? Mia. Mia. Ah. Look, Dom's sister. Look. Yeah, she's very pretty. I think Tuna. Very pretty woman. I think tuna lady. is disgusting, but I would go to that shop and get something just to flirt with her. I mean, I I'd just go to the shop so I can talk to Vin Diesel. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, Vin Diesel wants to fucking throat slam Brian to the ground. I know, but not me. Yeah, but I'm saying if I was Brian. So, so you're oh, picking Vin would... Diesel you're, you're over. You're picking Toretto over his yes, sister. Yes, because Mia. I know I can at least have a drink with Vin Diesel hey, and have a fun time. this is the episode time. where Terrence comes out. Uh, no, I just know where I stand. Tell me how much you want to rub his bald head. Do it. Uh, you don't? Tell me. <laughs> I mean, I could just rub my dad's bald head anytime. So. That's true. And I he's do related do. to me, so it's not yeah. that weird. Yeah. Just like how I grab Matt by the balls or by the tits right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> God. Terrence, it's not just your tits I grab. Yeah, it's Matt's what, tits, that, too. That's what makes it even more worrisome. I will never, ever grab a woman's tits without consent. But God damn it, I will grab your tits anytime I want, Terrence. I will grab your tits anytime I what want, What if Matt. the woman grabs your tits first? I guess that makes it okay. Is it fair game, though? I guess, I guess it's fair game, then. 2019? I guarantee you it's not. Oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what if she talks like this? <laughs> mm. Then he's definitely grabbing something else. You remember else. that episode of Drake and Josh where they something really ha- something amazing happened to them? So Drake ends up kissing a woman, saying that, oh, I won this. And he's like, oh, really? And then they start making out. And then Josh kisses a woman, and he's like, oh, I won this too. And she's like, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. (laughs) I don't know why, but I do. So I think it's weird that Point Break is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it has like 69% or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's the sex Okay. That's the sex Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just get that, Anthony? No, of course not. It was ironic. Yeah, it was like this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And... No, I think actually it was 70s. I think so was 70s. actually, I wanted to bring this but up. I'm talking to Oh my God! Dude, it's levels, Terrence. Levels. How but, drunk are you, Terrence? I'm not even drunk yet. Come on, that's my job to be the first drunk one here. Yeah, but you're also handicapped, so I have to pick up the slack for you. <laughs> Fair. I'm also, I'm fine. Terrence but, is cut off. <laughs> but the Fast and Furious was rated like 53, and that was rotten. And I don't get that, man. There's that's only, insane. There's only one conclusion I can come to. The critics don't understand family he's got a good point that's a fair that is the core value of this hypothetical franchise that only ended up having one movie james i fucking (laughs) i just want to fucking stab you so hard right now with this microphone (laughs) the casual listener is going to be so confused at this joke how would they be confused the bit started at the beginning of the episode i just it doesn't make it he shouldn't die. <laughs> <laughs> it makes... Just pay attention to the episode and you'll understand the bit. Whatever. Just continue what you were fucking saying. I don't care anymore. 
We're all gonna die at the end anyway. This one's gonna. All right. Oh my god. We got a fucking oh, edgy nihilist Jesus in one corner, Christ. edgy atheist in the other, and then you just got me, the saint. And the, and the intern. And Hold the intern. on. Let's change the name of this podcast. <laughs> so an intern, a saint, and an edge lord, atheist, and an edge lord nihilist walk into a bar, and, and a handicap who complains that his Chick Fil A meal was undone. <laughs> Undone. Done wrong. I don't know. They so they both fall for a waitress, kind of, kind of. I guess she's. Kind I of mean, a she is. Yeah. yeah. In Point Break, she is technically a yeah. waitress. The um, only difference is uh, Tyler in Point Break isn't really. She's not related to the. Name? Yeah. Her name is Tyler. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I remember that is because I saw this movie about like twelve hours ago. Uh, <laughs> she's not related to the criminals. She has like not no. really any ties. She was just a fuck buddy with Patrick Swayze's character. Yeah, it certainly seems yeah, that like, way, whereas Mia's, yeah. like, really tied yeah, in as part of the family. Yeah, that's her brother. Vin yeah. is her brother. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of pissed off. And I feel like the romance isn't really that good in uh, Point Break. Like, she, like... Yeah. Like, I remember, so it's a 90s movie. I, I know. It's, you know yeah, it's, it's also a 90s movie. But I'm just, I, I'm just saying compared to Fast and Furious, yeah. where it seems like he really does care for uh, Mia a lot more, where in Point Break, it's like, only once she's kidnapped do you see... No, uh, he doesn't like her before kidnapping. No, he kidnapped. does, but I'm saying, like, I think I think uh, Brian likes Mia a lot more than Johnny likes Tyler. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, Tyler gets fucking kidnapped. Yeah. So then he goes apeshit. I and mean, and that's where I feel totally different where he, like, really, really cares for her, where you don't really see it as much prior to that, mm-hmm. which I kind of like about Brian more. Also, too, not to uh, be, you know... Um, sexist or anything like that, but wee woo wee woo wee woo, sexist, racist, bigot alarm, wee woo wee woo wee woo. Trigger warning, ladies. Not that there's any girls listening to this. Hey, oh <laughs> whoa, I have some lady friends that have listened. To oh this. really? Okay, I'm sorry, ladies, but and, I want to be a little rude for a second. And I probably have some lady followers on bad film tweets that are Maybe. listening. So, um, Jordana Brewster, as we talked about earlier, gorgeous lady. Beautiful. Um, very right easy love interest to believe. Very. Very easy. Super hard right now. Terrence, please stop. Um, <laughs> Can we get a cock grab on Terrence real quick in turn? Uh, I Can don't, you just grab no, Terrence's no, cock don't, to verify don't do that it's hard? No, no, no. Because I actually have to pee right now. Can, can you verify that his cock is hard? I can't sift through all of what's there. <laughs> <laughs> so... Because um, he's just so Tyler. young, dumb, and full of cum. Yo, I did not. <laughs> is this line. is this movie where that joke came? Yeah, I fucking did not know that. That line Dude. sums up Terrence to a T. I say <laughs> that, that sums up T to a T. I say that line all the time. Oh my god, I did not know that fucking... this is what I was referencing at yeah. all. Ever I heard that yeah. line and I'm like, oh fuck. Also, I love that motherfucker. He's from Scrubs. Yeah, it's Dr. Yeah. Cox. Yeah, it's Dr. Yeah. Cox, and he is a cop. Brilliant. And everything yeah. he does, so good. I Oh my god. He's so good. I forgot he was in that. Yo, he's How so could you? good. Oh, he's, he's so good. so good in that movie. Um, oh but yeah, so um, Tyler, the I can't remember the yeah. actress's name yeah. who plays her, uh, but she was in like A League of Their Own. She was yeah. in Tank Girl. Both movies, oh, she was. Yeah, oh. she was a lead in, in that. But both movies in which I, I love a lot, um, I just don't see her as, like, the um, Server girl? the leading gal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, that haircut. Yeah, is... the, the butchy haircut. It was weird. Uh, she's, she's, she's a, a good-looking lady. Like, she's, yeah. she's attractive. Well, she's, she was she's very, very pretty. pretty. But, like, I just – she's kind of like – she's. I mean, fuck, man. She was Tank Girl. She's tough, like – 
you know, I don't know. I just didn't see her as a fitting um, damsel in distress. Right. Yeah. I feel like she would have kicked that yeah, guy's I, ass. Cause so even I, I, in, throughout the movie, she had the persona of like, you know, she could take care yeah, of herself. Yeah, like, don't fuck with I me. I mean, granted, I, the guy had a gun to her head, so. Yeah. But, like, yeah. still, it's like, you're not going to cast Michelle Rodriguez in the tough girl, in the in the damsel in distress role. Right. That's why Michelle Rodriguez yeah. was the badass girlfriend. Yeah. And Jordana Brewster was the hot. Yeah. You know. I mean, typecasting is yeah, a thing. And it, it makes is. sense. So, and that's know. why, yeah, I, I was just, I was slightly confused by that role. And, like, I think if you're going to be Danzel in distress, I just don't think that haircut works for uh, no. what you're trying to convey. It definitely does, especially like, in the early 90s. Yeah. Man, who the fuck had that haircut? Yeah, like, if you're if you're going to have her in a badass role, like, you know, okay, I can see that more. Right, you can't but, give her this persona of being, like, a badass, having this, like, badass haircut, being a surfer, like, you know, and then have her just get kidnapped. Like, yeah. it's just, I feel like it's a detriment to the character. Like, you should have had, if you're going to, like, make this character like that you should have had her given some of a fight first right like, like you just see her get kidnapped so it's like all right well maybe show her like you know kicking someone's ass yeah or like give failing me, eventually, right or but. like give me a scene where she like you know um she like takes his eye out or something or she just like puts up a fight and like you know and then someone you know grabs her out of nowhere or whatever but like something to indicate all right this character is a fucking badass she just got overpowered yeah, which is fun. Like if just a little scene like that, and I would have been like, okay. But they didn't. Do but it. they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the the similarities between these movies are undeniable for no, sure. No, they do have yeah, similarities. But to yeah, say but that the Fast and Furious is a ripoff is is too extreme. First of all, there is literally like barely any cars in Point Break. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's God. surfboards in that. It's about surfing. They aren't movie, really going fast, the and they don't really look. Yes, that but the bank. Yeah, but the car races are replacing the bank robberies. Yeah, but there's not that many bank robberies. There's a lot more racing. I think I mean, the th- there's a few... lot more focus on the police in Point Break. Yeah, yeah. Oh, without oh, a doubt. Yeah, but yeah, the police sure. stuff is almost like, like, like a subplot almost in Fast and Furious. Yeah, honestly, there's almost too much police stuff in Point Break. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, in well, Point I Break, like, I was like, give I me more like Patrick Point Break Swayze, is bro. a police movie. It's a cop movie. It's just uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a cop fair. surfing movie. That's what it is. I'm also surprised that I greatly prefer the Fast and the Furious. Because I love, love Strange Days, mm-hmm. which Catherine Bigelow also directed. Have awesome. you guys seen that? I don't Never think I've seen it. Highly that. recommend it. Her best movie by far. Uh, sci-fi movie with Ralph Fiennes, like cyberpunk kind mm-hmm. of. Amazing. I saw it for the first time this year. What year did it come Masterpiece, out? 95. Maybe I did watch it. I would just, even we can't discuss it on the podcast because it's fresh, thank yeah. you, as it should be. But I highly recommend you guys like check it out on your own because it's amazing movie. Blue Mile. What's the main character look like? Uh, it's, it's Ralph Fine. It looks it looks like Ralph Fine. He has long hair in it. Ralph Fine with long hair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> intern intern doing work. <laughs> intern. Um, <laughs> thanks, intern. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and I think I think Point I like, Break is still yeah, a great movie. Yeah, it is. I think and it's and I like Zero Dark Thirty a lot. Oh, Zero Dark Thirty is great. Uh, yeah. Catherine Bigelow also like, did. I think between the two of them, Fast and Furious is a better movie. But I still think Point Break is a still. Yeah. Oh no, good movie. I still like Point Break. Yeah, I like both. I think the Fast and the Furious was executed better. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Point Break for me is like a seven out of ten, and the Fast and Furious is like a nine out of ten. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Which yeah. it's still amazing to me that I'm like rating it that high. Because, you know, the, if there were hypothetical sequels, 
I've given all of them that if they were to include The Rock, an 8 out of 10. Maybe a 7 out of 10 for one or two of them, but... So... Uh-huh. So you guys, would you guys mind if I just like put a pillow on James's head and just like <laughs> didn't let go until he stopped moving? And this is where the intern takes the spot. Uh, yeah, the- hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> I like that uh, Brian already knew how to race and he knew a lot about cars, whereas Johnny knew jack shit about surfing and knew nothing yeah he had to learn how to surf i mean to be fair brian was also learning how to race but he did he definitely had way more knowledge going in he like you know he knew shit about cars previously he had uh past convictions about cars and like like crime he committed and i like that a lot about him yeah yeah i like that they chose him for this undercover role more or less because he had experience i mean that's why i kind of like fast and the furious because fast and the furious is kind of like a shonen anime because it's like i'm good at what i do but there are these other guys that are better dude anthony's <laughs> losing his mind right I now i just fucking blew your mind <laughs> yeah because hypothetically if tokyo drift was a thing i know it's like, it's like just shonen anime. Two. It is. all right all right all right keep keep your pants on <laughs> But it, you're right, like, with uh, with Keanu, it's like, you know, he's getting into this, so he has yeah. no idea what he's doing, so he just learns it. Also, too, you know what I noticed while watching Point Break? Um, and I think this is indicative of most 90s movies. There is so much fucking yelling. Like, there is so much screaming yeah, in see, this movie. I, I yell and scream so much on a daily basis that that's something that, that would not stick out to me. Ditto. <laughs> Maybe you should see a psychiatrist about that. Oh, but... Matt, you know our entire side of the family does not even no. know how to have an indoor voice. I know. We are all very loud. And I... that's why for me to say that is telling. It, yeah. like our, our family gatherings, me and Matt, is pretty much just a yelling match. Pretty much. I mean that's kind. Of, I mean that's kind of how both of us grew up. If you yeah. wanted to be heard, you better be fucking yelling because <laughs> no one's gonna pay attention to you. The secret phrase no one would ever say is "Boy, that Italian family at the corner sure is quiet." <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing is, the Italian in both me and Matt is from the other side of our families. Like yeah, it's the Irish yeah, side that's yeah. loud as fuck. So because Matt's uh, Matt's mom and my dad are siblings. And we're both Italian from the opposite parents. Yep. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah my, uh, my father has the Irish and my mother has the Italian. But both of our families are loud, so it doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, my mom is super loud, man. Growing up in my household, that's why, like, anyone I bring over the house, they're like, what? Like, is everything okay? Like, why are you guys always yelling? I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is how we communicate. <laughs> this is my normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a single time I've seen both your parents where your mom is not just yelling and berating your dad. My mom is constantly So it's yelling. like when your parents watch Dragon Ball Z, they're like, wow, it's really, the volume's really low. <laughs> it's like, I think Matt's parents are like an abusive relationship without any of the actual, like, uh, like real abuse. Yeah. With like how much yelling she does. My mom does a lot of yelling and my dad takes a lot of yelling. <laughs> He's I've never seen one man take so much shit before. My dad takes a lot of if shit. If any but... of our family members is a bottom, it's certainly your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> my uncle, Matt's dad, is probably the biggest bottom in our whole family. <laughs> I mean, he fights back. On occasion. Uh... <laughs> my mom is just can yell louder than most human beings 
They're like they're almost like a 1950s couple, but like reversed. Yeah, my mom, my mom and dad's relationship is like 100% married with children, but like Bang. the roles are completely to reversed. The moon. <laughs> that wasn't him trying to go with the moon. One of these days, Anthony, right to the moon, right to the moon. <laughs> Yeah, my mom is the Archie Bunker of fucking my <laughs> she household. Really is. <laughs> I can only imagine what our audience is like trying to picture this in their yeah. head. Because there's no fucking context. They don't know. Who <laughs> no, I, at all. That's, I think that makes it better. Is not having the context. My mom's just gonna become like become a myth. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call them both up one episode. <laughs> And then, like, in the middle of your mom talking, she's going to start screaming at If you anyone can. could make some fan art, that would be awesome. <laughs> Get to work, Terrence. Fuck off. <laughs> I think it's uh, funny how Brian does everything he can to stay in cover and literally does not blow his cover until the fact that, like, he needs to save them. Yeah. Whereas Johnny... Just does not give a fuck. <laughs> and it, like, literally goes into the fucking bank and then just starts fucking going after Well, I'm an FBI yeah. agent. Please yeah. shoots him. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, like... No, no, no. Before that. No, I'm before saying, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the... the when he's... Tr- uh, when they're eating sandwiches in the car... And they're like, oh, fuck, they're, they're robbing the bank. And then Johnny goes... Oh! Yeah. Johnny... Well, that's... Yeah, so that's a good point because... Johnny just runs up. He doesn't even think like, oh, like, he doesn't have the relationship with them that Brian has with Toretto and his No, crew. it's a completely no, different. Completely oh, yeah, different. no, he didn't. But at the same time, it's like, all right, if you're undercover. Oh, I just got added to a group chat on Instagram named Nude Picks. Oh, wow, you too? Yeah, that happens every single fucking day with me. Um, huh. Yeah. Mm. I'm serious. That's the Instagram yeah. algorithm. Yeah, uh, of what you oh, oh speaking of which, it's actually a funny story that <laughs> you bring up. That's not true. All I fo- talk, do on Instagram is friends, toys, and clothes. So. No, no, no. It's just like uh, if you look up porn on your phone at any point. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's a funny story that you bring that up because I, I told right. James this about like, about like two weeks ago. Um, I was on Instagram and all of a sudden I got added to one of those stupid sexy, you know, it's me and like seven other people. So I don't I'm like, look up porn on my phone, though. I look it up on my computer. Oh, I do. So, anyway. Do you have a Mac? Oh. Hmm. Interesting. So, anyway, I, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, this is stupid. And then he goes by, and then all of a sudden I get a message from that chat. I'm like, wait, is this not a bot? What's going on? <laughs> and what's, then what's someone, going on here? I check the chat, and then this random account says, hey, you guys just want to turn this into a shitpost account? And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, do we got a live one here? So I'm like, yo, dude, if you want to make this a shitpost account, I'm totally down. Like, yeah, bro. Because the guy, like, uh, I checked his profile. He, like, he just makes fucking anime memes and shit. So then we just started fucking shitposting about anime for the last, like, week. And it's, I was telling James about it. It's, it's, like, fucking hilarious. Yeah, so anyways, nerd. Wow, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I hope you get herpes. Matt, Matt, all right, relax. No, you don't. All right, anyway, I want to bring up something important because this is something that's been on my mind ever I was, since I finished this I was movie. Still I know, nobody cares about you, okay? This is very whoa, important. Whoa, whoa! Who, who has 12.3 thousand followers? Yeah, we, we barely have shit for this podcast. But anyway, <laughs> um, something that was like, I, I had a realization while watching this movie, and I feel like I'm onto something here. At the end of the movie, uh, at the end of Point Break, 
uh, Keanu Reeves tracks down Swayze to the Australia because he wants to do the big wave, as he said early in the movie. But you notice by the end of the movie... They're not drinking Coronas anymore. They're not drinking Coronas anymore. That's a big thing. But also, Keanu looks... He looks a bit that he's aged a bit. He also kind of looks... He also looks very similar to a role that he he plays in, a, in like, years to come. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> in about, like, almost 20 years uh, in a role that he similarly plays. Was he, he in Fast and the Furious? <laughs> no, you idiot! No. <laughs> He's talking about John Wick! Thank you. Oh. So that made me think, is Point Break in the lore, the canonical historia of Keanu Reeves? Like, Terrence, I was thinking about this. That might have been the smartest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a I mean, histori- it's a low bar, but... <laughs> is there a historia of Keanu Reeves' lore and does it start with Point Break, and if the hero succeeds, he goes into a different timeline, but if he fails, he goes into John Wick. Why would he go into John Wick, though? Because it's some more backup for this uh, so basically, if his So basically, in Point Break, if he failed, which he kind of did because he just let him go because he died. Well, he we kind of, not failing. Well, he, he just kind of lives his life, and then as he travels, the hero quote-unquote fails, so then it goes into the universe of John Wick, where he becomes a trained assassin because at the end of the movie, uh, Point Break, he throws his FBI badge away. I 100% believe that Johnny Utah can turn into John Wick. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, John, John! John! Yes! Oh, yes! Fuck! Fuck! Wait, really? John... John? No, yeah. John Wick? No, yeah. Johnny Utah? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they, no. Th- no, I knew that John, for the first time John, Terrence said it. Yeah. I did. I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay. It all adds up. I'm glad we're all paying attention. <laughs> John Wick, Wick, is a code Look, name. Look, you, wait, there's a missing link. Utah v. Wick. The time in between, he went by Jonathan, well, he goes by Jonathan sometimes and Jonathan Wick. John, neat John, something. So there Some might be variation of John with the last name of V. There might be a missing link between Point Break and John Wick One. John, yeah, it's speed. His name is. <laughs> Wait. His name in between the time frame of of Johnny Utah and Johnny and John Wick is. John Michael Vick. I hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> I did dog fighting. I hate you so much. So Keanu Reeves was able to change his skin color and get into dog fighting and then change his skin no, color. No, John back. Michael Vick. Michael was his middle name. He was related to Michael Vick by marriage and somehow Michael Vick got him into dog fighting. And he was so terrified he of the dog his, fighting. He, he saved wife. one of the dogs. He saved no, he saved one of the dogs. That his wife in the first movie liked, and then that dog passed away. And had a baby. And then she got him that dog! I just woke up from the Matrix. So, uh, yeah, so hmm. expect like a uh, Keanu Reeves Hyrule Historia <laughs> sometime soon. Time Are we just, is this. Podcast gonna just turn into Keanu Reeves fanfic. I mean, I like, totally he's played a lot of people. I named totally, John. Be, I totally be down with that. We, we, John's we, like the most generic fucking yeah. white guy know, name that, on the face of the planet. Keanu Reeves is perfect for that. 
Yeah, isn't it also too funny? Like someone with the strangest first name is playing so many characters with the most generic also, first name. Also, uh, the last game in the timeline is Cyberpunk 2020. Like John Wick 3, and then it's like whatever happens between that, and then it ends with Cyberpunk 2020. What claw me, intern? <laughs> In turn, uh, I, I will also take a white claw, please. Grape, grapefruit, please. Uh, surprise me. Um, I just put a dick in your hand. Yeah, he could, he could just like come into the white claw. I mean, I'm sitting come down. Come flavored white claw. I won't drink one if it's open. Come claw. Come claw. Exactly. That's funny. Ain't no laws. Oh, uh, he doesn't like black Thank you, sir. No, give him, give him, give him, give him. No, I got. I'll take that grapefruit. That's fine. Sorry, I make raptor noises when I want look claws. Black cherry is very. Covet it between me and Terrence, and we kind of fight each other over it. So no, I, raspberries. Like you remember the Matt's not a black cherry guy, so I'm not letting him drink it. It's not that I dislike it; I like them all. It's just that raspberry is the best. I mean, I like raspberry, but I also like black cherry a lot, a lot. Look, like really, I would fuck it. If all right, I'm gonna give my my white claw ranking real quick. It's black cherry and ruby grapefruit tied, yeah. followed by mango, yeah. raspberry, mm. and then lime at the very end. But but if you put some grenadine in a white lime claw, it turns into like cherry. <laughs> I'm sorry, in a white lime claw? What? You he... said a white lime claw. I mean, he's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> into a white lime claw, if you put some grenadine into it, <laughs> it, it tastes like a cherry uh, limeade. It does, actually. It's and very good. then it moves up. I haven't had mango in so long, Pro tip. so I kind of forgot what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, I remember but... my friend Chris was saying that he couldn't find mango anywhere. Well, because you can only get it in a six-pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you not, yeah, yeah, it doesn't come in any of the variety packs. Which is annoying, because I wish they would just take lime out of the variety pack and put mango in. No, fuck that. Lime's no, good. No, yeah, lime, lime, is, lime is a good one. Oh, yeah. Lime's your favorite. Right? I've only had lime, because I, I know that you don't lime. like it. Oh, so. <laughs> Wait, you haven't had the other flavors? No, I, I love the lime. Oh. I work my I way also back enjoy to the lime, the lime. by the variety pack. And the grenadine just makes it better. Yeah, no. I mean, I just don't like limes in general. Oh, well, well you're dumb. I think it should have been lemon lime. I would drink. I like lemon lime. I don't like lime. You know what yeah. you put lime into? Coronas. You know who likes lemon lime? Family, God, cause <laughs> Coronas. Also, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, God rest his soul. I love Swayze, but Vin Diesel was a better character. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. The tough guy is way better than so the stoner good. surfer. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate Every that. day. And if sorry. we're just gonna compare, it's, it's nothing against Swayze. And if we're he's, just gonna straight up compare dead actors in both movies, wow. I prefer Paul Walker. Over Keanu? So Keanu's not Keanu's dead. alive. I'm talking uh, about Patrick well, Swayze's dead. Paul yeah, Walker. Yeah. And Paul Walker's oh, that was, dead. That was a joke. Honestly, no, I know. I think the age. Uh, I think the fact that the Fast and Furious has aged, and the fact that, you know. Hypothetically, there could have been sequels that would have made me very emotional. Can we just fucking end this podcast so we can get to Tokyo Drift so you can shut the fuck up with this horrible joke? <laughs> Terrence, we're not done here. We're far from done, Terrence. Wait, we're far from done? No, it, we're like already like 50 to 20 minutes. 50 to 20 minutes. minutes. That's not how time works, Terrence. Okay, whatever. Uh, okay. It, it is Terrence's the fifth dimension, best. Terrence. I'm actually on a different playing field than you guys are. So That explains a lot. Anyways, I honestly... Dude, I was like getting very, I was getting very verklempt watching the Fast and the Furious. I was, like, I felt like my eyes getting heavier. 
I, you know, I thought I was gonna cry watching. You were, you were getting a little, little spritzy. A little sp- I was getting a little spritzy. All right, uh-huh. pussy, calm down. It's, it's, it's a movie. Whoa, whoa, Terrence, calm Terrence, you down. You haven't seen the hypothetical sequels that may or may not exist. Okay? Also, too, are you saying that family is not emotional? Family's important, but it's family not is the most important thing in this life, followed by God, cars, and then Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to make it clear, there's only a few things in this world that makes me cry. Look, it's, it's don't mar- say anything related to like anime, anime titties. titties. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck! All right. Terrence is too predictable. Woo! It's not even high First prime. of all, fuck you, because I was going to say, number one, it's... I, Owned I, nerd! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Holy shit. If anything in this world is going to make me cry, it has to be a movie about puppies... Okay. It has to be a movie about dying, or it has to be anime. I mean, right. you can't get emotional about, like... I mean, Paul things. Walker's dead. That's, part, like, part uh, yes, of the reason it was during, so emotional. During the movie, he's... He, when they also, too, movie, it's like, really fucking sad is that, like, in, in real life, like, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel became, like, really good such friends. fucking good friends. That, like, yeah. they were the godfathers of each other's children. That's why yeah. it's, like, makes me emotional yeah. watching this. Like, knowing their relationship, knowing... Like, they have... So much charisma on screen together. Oh, their and, chemistry yeah, is they, fucking perfect. I actually do have, I do have to just get, um, I just do have to point out, there was a there was a Family Guy episode that was dedicated to Paul Walker. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really weird because it was a bait and switch, and like, it had nothing to do with it, but at the end, it was in dedication to Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, Stewie's teddy bear died, or Brian yeah. killed it because he was a dog and he ripped it up, and his bear really loved Paul Walker. So at the end of the uh, episode, it has Stewie's bear driving with Paul Walker, and oh, it's based oh off of the God. first Fast and Furious. Oh, man. So they're just driving off into the night, and it was like, thank you, Paul Walker. I'm like, God damn it, guys. Oh, damn, that is rough. Holy shit. I've never even seen that episode. I'm getting a little... It, it's one of the <laughs> newer ones, but it, no, it was a good ending. I think it's funny, too, because like Paul Walker in like the first Fast and Furious movie, I say first as if... They're... Just James, shut up! <laughs> Levels. Levels. They just happen to be sequels or anything. <laughs> Dude, people are either gonna fucking love this bit or hate this bit. Like, there's gonna be no. They're, they're probably, I'm telling you right now, they're James. They're hate probably it. going to hate it. <laughs> Look, I think for the people that love it, they're gonna love it, and the people that hate it, they're gonna sympathize with you guys, and therefore the bit's gonna work either no, way. No, for the people that That's hate fair. it, they're just gonna stop watching the video <laughs> and maybe like watch. They're, I'm some sorry, they're gonna. What video? Stop watching the podcast. Whatever. You're gonna watch, watch the podcast. It? You're gonna Just watch. Listen, whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Look, this is maybe the best episode yet. So I don't. I can't imagine someone would stop listening because of my amazing bit. Oh, I am. Trust me. <laughs> there, there's like at least a few recorded footages that we have of you on my channel with fucking drunk Mario Party. I want to stop listening to it after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it's because you know me. Fair enough. And it makes you cringe harder. Anyways, I think, like, Paul Walker's acting, like, at times, is kind of, like, hammy, but, like, it still works. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like, no one ever says, like, oh, well, Paul Walker's, like, the best actor ever, but, like, him... He's fun. Yeah, he's a lot of fun, and he's just... He has charisma. And I think that goes a long way, is if... Even if you're not the best actor in the world, if you show a lot of charisma, that, that brings you miles no yeah yeah i think that's true and like it also helps that like you know 
he's just kind of like a fun guy yeah. on screen. Like yeah. he's fun Everything to watch. Everything about him is likable. Yeah. Like when you watch a movie and you see this character like interact, not just because you're watching the movie, but you can tell when he was filming this movie, he had a fun time. Yeah. And it oh, shows yeah. this act. The first Dude, how can you not have movie, fun man, with these movies? This movie like. must have been a fucking blast to film. It looked like everyone was having like mm-hmm. a blast, except for maybe Vince. That guy's a dick. I mean, I Which feel like Vince? that was the guy that had the fucking beef with, with uh, Paul Walker. Oh. Yeah, character. he was like a fucking random guy's asshole. asshole. I, like I just want to point out, I love how none of Dom's fucking goon friends ever show up again. Um, I mean, they do here and there, do but they? like, yeah. I mean, what? When? When do you think that they exit? I'm talking like all the fucking. Oh, oh, oh you mean in the in the in the hypothetical sequels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, hypothetical. That's the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the hypothetical sequels, they never fucking show up. Which again. I'm kind of not mad about because they uh, all uh, relatively kind of suck. I, I yeah. thought I thought uh, uh, Vin Diesel's girlfriend in, in Fast. Oh, oh one, yeah, Letty no. shows up, but yeah, I don't Michelle really Rodriguez yeah, doesn't count. I'm talking really about the goons. Her. I'm talking yeah, like, like the boys, like Vince and Leon. Like one of them is like, uh, Dom's like. I didn't know you were once, and it's like, yeah, that was in the third grade. And it's like, Dom has known this guy since third grade and has been good friends with him and then just never shows up again. Yeah, he could just well, always, to be fair, that guy gets helicoptered off after the shotgun wound yeah. and then just fucking pieces out. And I we don't so. ever hear from him I mean, again. You, 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 I maybe he died. Fun. You could just hypothetically say that he found a new career path or did something. Yeah, being like a fucking bouncer in Miami or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of random about... Everything. I was just looking at my notes. Quick. It could also be uh, that he's just not Vin Diesel. I I just think it's worth mentioning that there's one part in Johnny Utah where I, <laughs> in Point Break. Johnny Utah is my favorite biopic. <laughs> Johnny Utah's is actually a bar. In it is. Town. It's yeah, not yeah, a bad it, bar. It's it is they, right. Yeah, they had the mechanical bull. There. Oh my god! Because I'm here in the movie and I'm like, his name's Johnny Utah. I'm like. Why does that sound so familiar? Yeah, yeah. we you, we used to go there in college. Yeah, yeah. That, that the bull fun. actually has yeah. a Keanu Reeves mask on. What? No, it doesn't. I know. Shut Wouldn't up. that be cool if it does? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> shut up. But, shut up. But when he's uh, on foot doing that chase, I love at one point the guy he's chasing just straight up grabs a pit bull and throws it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid, and I love it. And I all of a sudden he runs out the door, and then you just hear these like stock dog noises. And he's like, yeah. yeah, and then like the <laughs> next, the next fucking screenshot is just a pit bull's face it's coming at keanu reeves point break feels more like an 80s film i mean i know it's early 90s like an 80s it kind of feels like like lethal weapon kind of it was the development for it actually began in 86 yeah oh okay well see that's what it is though because it took fucking five years to shoot i know well i don't know i don't think they started shooting development concept jesus christ writing but like everything about it feels very eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Just like even like the verbiage and like. Well, see, that's the thing about uh, Fast and Furious One. It does feel like a late nineties movie. Well, the the late nineties, early two thousands is a specific aesthetic, and yes, like literally starting with late nineties. So I would say. Ninety seven. I yeah, I would say probably ninety seven to two thousand and six is a specific aesthetic. And that is without a doubt the and best I, aesthetic. Yeah, it is my favorite aesthetic in cinema, without a doubt. Oh, I'd say it's my favorite aesthetic in life. Period. 
I mean, it's hard to compare it to like See, you know, other type of aesthetic because I I'm talking about visually for film. I oh for film, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And you know, my current my favorite um, my favorite decade of cinema is actually the one we're currently in now, and I think and I've most of my favorites are from this decade, and I always fight people. And they're like, well, it was better in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s. I'm like, look, tons of amazing films from then. I love tons of old movies, but there are well, so many. And also, I'm not a film guy, yeah. but also film evolves as the yeah. years go on. And there's so, it's only so many auteurs now. Look, one of my biggest arguments is, was David Lynch making films in the 50s? I don't think so. Case in point. Personally, I'm a, uh, I'm a big late 80s, early 90s guy. I mean, yeah. I'm same with Matt on that one, but yeah. that's just because my how I grew up. Yeah, but I yeah. There, there's there's a specific feel that films from '90s American films specifically, not foreign films. I'm talking about American, American films yeah. from '97 to 2006 have this feel where I just don't even know how to describe it. But everything about it it, it makes is, you comfortable. It makes you happy. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of like. Um, similar like vignettes that are carried over um, from film yeah. to film. But in like that time honestly, period. bringing up something that I said last uh, episode, I also feel like it also does have to do with our age and oh our for upbringing. sure yeah. it's like oh without a doubt like you know both James it's, de- and, it's definitely very influenced by nostalgia yes. and I'm aware of that both James oh, and myself yeah. uh, were born in '94 so hypothetical uh, relatively speaking you know by the time the year 2000 came, you know, we were like five, six, five going on six or four. No, uh, five, give or take. Yeah. So it's like at that young age, it's still a little bit hard for your brain to like, at the time it's easy to comprehend, but now at, you know, in 2019, it's a little bit hard to like, remember exactly what you did back then. At least I think that anyway, I also, what I like about that period is campiness was perfected yes in yeah. in that era where you, you have stuff like cruel intentions clueless clueless i think was like 95 scream scream yeah. that was 96 i think so yeah um, I think so i mean there are a couple of exceptions that are scream before 97 but i can't wait perfect. till we're gonna be doing scream 3 in october which i can't wait oh. for yeah uh, uh, i'll just down. fucking watch all of them yeah no we are gonna watch all of them they're, they're right. fantastic oh they're so uh, good yeah like Scream uh, is like the perfect it is. horror I, I don't wanna, 90s movie. I don't want to talk too much about Scream because it's going to have its own episode, but we all love Short story, we love it. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, that, that aesthetic, and there's, there's so so much campiness there, and I every film that I love that's campy is from that era. Like anything prior, like 80s, 70s, kind of, 60s kind of camp, I was just like, it doesn't do it for me. Anything now... The, it's like I don't think it really campy exists that much anymore. It's Not just really. straight up bad. Yeah, it's just they, if it's they, campy, they then it, it just kind of turns into cringe. Yeah. So like, and even though I think we're in the best decade cinema has had yet, we're also in the most sterile decade. Well, kind of going back to our first episode of the Spy Who Shagged Me, like, and I I think that did it. I didn't know we were getting it for everyone. I had asked, and he hopped on the bandwagon because I said get a snack, and he's like. Purple Doritos. I was like, I fucking love purple Doritos. We're what recording, the by the way. Ta- oh, fuck. Oh, it's happening? Oh, oh, my fuck. God, no. Cool. 
What is the last thing we talked about before oh, our God. battery so debacle? Our batteries died. And uh, <laughs> this is the growing pains of a new podcast. Ladies battery and died. <laughs> I had to make an emergency run to Dwayne Reed, get batteries. And, yeah, uh, and the small ass bag of purple Doritos, you fuck. And I picked up Golden Monkey for myself because Golden Monkey is beautiful and is literally one of the only beer I'll actually drink and like. Matt was like, hey, Terrence, can you pick up um, the spicy chili Doritos? He's like, okay. He comes back. And brings a small bag. There's four of us here. Like a personal size and, bag. And Terrence is like, oh, I thought you just wanted the map. Even so, like... I was being considerate because I thought Matt wanted it, but I didn't want to give him the big bag because I didn't want him to have too much so he could get fatter. That is nice of you, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll accept that excuse. Um, also, excuse me, fatter? I, you call me fat on this podcast. <laughs> it's fair. All's fair in love and war. All right. And you know I love you. I love you, too. I think the last thing we were talking about was... um, Family. In those two seconds, I'm happy. I think the last thing we were talking about was, like, the the aesthetic of late 90s, early 2000s. Sterile. Sterileness of modern films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Um, You guys ever watch The Wizard? Shut up. I mean... But that's the aesthetic. This has the aesthetic of the wizard. So, uh, I, even though <laughs> what I don't I don't know the movie, so I the Wiz Wizard. No, the Wiz. the Wiz. Oh, I thought you said the Wizard. That's the Black Wizard of Oz movie with Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I know. I thought you said the Wizard. <laughs> yeah, I said the Wizard. He that said the Wiz. Really oh, okay. good. I just took a Wiz. Someone. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Anthony is half black, Terrence. Please do not make any racial. Remarks or comments. Yo, those sound like cute girls over there. I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> I guarantee you it's a Spanish bag lady. <laughs> it's kind of hot. That's kind of hot. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Older than your mom. That's honestly, you, you're kind of making my cum drip right now. <laughs> Terrence is like, I love abuelas. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, Five white claws in and one golden monkey, half <laughs> chugging in. Does not matter. I just want to say, uh, I so I think modern films, even though currently in my favorite decade, feel a lot more. So, oh, we're talking about comedies. Comedy, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. comedies yeah. being shit. Although, talking I do about have, the Spider-Man. I do you have said something to about say. Austin Powers. Uh, I think the modern Marvel movies are pretty funny. Kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> so. Modern comedies are slowly trying to get back. Oh, um, yeah. We were saying this, and, yeah. and I, I wanted to like, give me an example. Uh, Game Night is fantastic. Okay. I have not Rachel seen Rachel McAdams. Is Game Night was really I do good. love a Rachel McAdams. I know. Game Night was fantastic. Does she get naked in that movie? No. No, she does not, Terrence. I'll tell you about a different movie later, Terrence. Um, Ra- Rachel McAdams is great in that. Um... What's his name from uh, Arrested Development? Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. He's in it. I forgot who else was in it. Um, so that one I really liked a lot. Um, Tag was very enjoyable. Tag I wanted to see Tag. 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 Tag was heartwarming and Tag enjoyable. In my opinion, is the perfect plane movie. To me, the perfect movie to what watch on an airplane oh, okay, that's is a studio comedy that is about 90 minutes in length that you would give a 6 or 7 out of 10 to. Anything worse, I don't want to watch it. 
anything better, I feel like I shouldn't be watching on an airplane. I agree. I make the mistake every time of when I'm on, on when I'm on an airplane and I've taken some long flights of watching some like very like serious kind of like sentimental shit and then I just start hysterically crying and there's strangers <laughs> around me and it's just very I just, awkward. I just play my video games. <clears throat> All right, nerd. We didn't ask the virgin their opinion. Well, okay, how about you shut up? Uh, uh, you're a virgin. Oh, man. Welcome back. All the way back to 2007, huh? I am not. What are you? Uh, So, so tag I found very enjoyable. Blockers, which had the stupidest premise ever, uh, I found very enjoyable. John Cena's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Butt chugging the beer through his ass. Where else would you butt chug? Yeah, that's pretty Exactly. That's pretty cool. John Cena's in there. Uh, so that was enjoyable. I surprisingly really liked Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler this year. Is that on Netflix? That's the yeah. Netflix yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. With Jennifer Netflix Aniston. I know yeah. Adam Sandler's been doing a lot of stuff for Netflix. Apparently yeah. Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler are like like BFFs. I believe it. They're yeah. in so many movies together now. It makes yeah. sense. So I, I really like that a lot. So studio comedies definitely aren't... Dead. Oh, no. They feel pretty dead. But they're at least... Like seems like it's they're trying. they're they're at the point where studio comedies are in a pul- coma and you're starting to see like they have the a possible at, pulse. They have back. Yeah. at least you tried. Yeah. So game night amazing. Tag is very good. Oh, Murder cool. mystery is very I mean, good. Both Blockers is both solid. Point Blank and Fast and Furious aren't necessary. They're not comedy movies. No, I was just talking have, about aesthetic. No, I know, but it's like, but I feel like that's the thing too. They're not comedy movies, but they still are funny. Like in yeah, point, yeah, they have moments. in Point Break, where Doctor Cox, I know that's I'm just yeah. gonna say, it, says the fucking line. That's that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but it's like I feel like Young, movies. And full come. I feel like Very movies long. don't really have that, and it's it's. No, I mean name a line from a comedy that's come out in the past mm, ten years that you quote. Studio comedy. Yes, a studio comedy. Um, I feel like there's got to be. Oh man! No, but do you mean a line from a comedy or a no, studio meme, com- a meme line? I mean a line. No, a oh, line like from a comedy. A movie. studio, studio comedy. comedy film. Okay. Because I, I mean, feel like, because actually, I I do want to bring that up. I feel like, the you know, I don't want to get too stupid, but I do feel like meme culture has kind of changed comedy movies in a way. Because you do get whether no matter what movie it is, there's always like one line from a movie that, excuse me, like uh, generates some sort of meme reaction, some sort of stuff, and then it gets super popular. Well, yeah, because I mean, most marketing uh, for like not just films, but you know, for anything, anything, they are trying to they're trying to go viral. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to produce. A viral response. I mean, I'm actually, I honest to God believe that memes and meme culture killed comedy. Like, I mean, for the studio comedy, like, maybe, but not comedy in general. In a sense, like, memes, memes technically, you know, they were a thing like 20 years ago, but it was just because. Look, I just saw the new Dave Chappelle stand up last night. I can tell you right now, comedy's not dead. Oh. Stand-up comedy is 100% No, stand-up's good. But, like, it's like with mimetic stuff that it kind of just... Because that's that's always been a thing. Because the definition of mimetic is repetitive impulse and, you know, repetitive doing stuff. That's why 
I repeated that same bit a million times this episode. I know. Uh, I know you did. Hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know you did. Anyway. Laughing at your own joke. I f- hey, if I'm not laughing at my jokes, then no one else is going to laugh at that. Oh, I'm tra- even when you point. laugh at your jokes, no one laughs at your jokes. That's what I'm saying. Besides the point. So if I'm not laughing at them, then they're really bad. Anyway, it, it's just, I feel like back in the 90s and even the early 2000s, you know, it wasn't, comedy wasn't based on mimetic impulse where... Nowadays, I feel like more movies it is, but like you said, there are like some studio comedies that are trying to get back into it. But I, honest to God, do feel like that, like mimetic culture has kind of just because it, it's kind of like warped the normal person's like mind. Oh, this isn't funny. Like he's not trying to. He's like, you know, if you force it, then for some reason people find it funny, and if you don't force it, people. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I feel like back, like with like movies from the '80s, even the '70s, with uh, and like the late '90s, it was like I feel like movies didn't really care, and they just said whatever. They, the... they were quotable enough on their own without trying. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, you got to remember too, all those movies. It was all prior to the internet and stuff like that. All those. So there wasn't all this mouth. other content. That's that, also yeah, true. It's all word of mouth. So, like, the do I make had you horny, baby? Right. The comedy had to be better. Do I? So that you would say these lines and people would be like, fuck, I love that movie. And that doesn't really happen yeah, anymore. Yeah. I mean, you do have like lines, lines from other movies that people like, but not comedy yeah. lines. I, I want to just wrap this part, not the part of the pot, this part of the podcast, not this part in general as the part one of these two things we we're talking about and just say that, um, Visually, a lot of mainstream stuff is very sterile and does not have this comfy, cool aesthetic anymore. And, I mean, that's part of digital filmmaking, I think, is part of the problem, too. Even though I don't have a problem with digital as a medium, where I used to be a film purist and think, oh, no, film's always better. No, there have been enough auteurs that have proven out there, like Malick and Michael Mann, that, um, that digital does deserve to be um you know a viable form of of making cinema just as much as film does but so many things from studios these days like especially i know you like marvel terrence but marvel is the pinnacle of sterile where everything is the same there's nothing visually interesting and all this stuff from marvel and disney feel like it's just being churned out of a machine same thing with most of the studio comedies whereas even Back in the day, in the 90s, and the early 2000s, even, like, the bad stuff still, like, even the hypothetical Too Fast, Too Furious, it's not a great film, but there's something, there's some charming moments that if this movie hypothetically existed, I kind of still like a lot. I mean, I can, you know, I don't want to go on a whole, because this would be a whole yeah, other yeah. fucking tangent, but yeah. to put it bluntly, I do, it's not like I'm blind to it, Yeah, I do know these movies are very, Stay. you know... Same as the first. Yeah. Cookie cutter. It, yeah, cookie cutter. But also, the thing is, to me, that is also comic books in general. Since, like, the 70s. Comic books, whether it was DC, Marvel, uh, it was the 70s, but going to the 90s with Image and Dark Horse, it has been very, very cookie cutter because comics, comic books are very repetitive. Yes. But that doesn't, that's that doesn't not make, an excuse. No, no, no it's not no. an excuse. Yeah. 
but I'm just without because I don't want to go in. Cause yeah, no, yeah, I, I definitely want to get back up and, and wrap this episode up. I for would sure, like but... to have this tangent, but for a future yeah. debate. I mean, we're doing Venom next week, so I know. So, <laughs> I fucking love Venom. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Monday. I'm gonna be at my on Long Island. We're gonna be recording there, but I can save Venom and bring you back for that episode. Oh, Anthony. fuck yeah! So we can just do something else next week. Yeah, um, but it's. It's it's definitely a different topic for a different yeah. day. That we'll, I we'll discuss this more in the the venom episode because it's very nice to have an actual educated discussion and yeah. not people just flinging their fucking poop around. But uh, to get back to <laughs> the Fast and Furious and Point Break, I like that Johnny is forced into a crime where he has to do this heist with them, whereas Brian is never actually ever roped into the a crime. Like he like try to get gets involved with it and Dom doesn't really let him and then it's at that and he'll still get involved with the heist quote unquote but to come and save the day and just show up out of fucking nowhere yeah and I like that contrast right there which is a pretty big fucking difference for like the main climax of the film yeah well I feel like um a big difference also kind of going off that is that in in Fast and the Furious Brian is kind of overtly deciding to go against his role as a cop yeah whereas in point break johnny utah is kind of being thrown thrown into yeah, the exactly. opposition of being a cop i would also say just for counter arguments that point break is a more quote-unquote realistic side of it oh, because yeah. you know you do have to realize with undercover cops that do this shit they actually do get involved oh yeah, yeah. and they, yeah. for them morally it does really fucking suck because they had to do some of this shit just so they don't get you know found yeah. out and killed yeah well that's like the scene where they um well kind of similarly in point break you have that house that they break into during the raid with like those crazy motherfuckers yeah. in it like yeah. those servers which is similar to johnny tran and his fucking yakuza crew and in, in fast and the furious they were chinese whatever um, Whoa, racist! Okay, it's not racist. I just don't care. We'll get we'll get to the yakuza in like twenty minutes. Ta- okay? It's Terrence's job to be the racist on the podcast. Wow. So. Okay, come. I'm not being racist. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> so don't I don't even know what the fuck I was trying to say now about this comparison I was making. I also um, think uh, Bodhi is a way less sympathetic antagonist compared to Dom. Yes, where. Yeah. Even without the hypothetical sequels, you, you know, like, Dom has the... Pff, fucking knocking into the table. You fucking idiot. Stupid idiot. Idiot! Moron! Loser! There's the the scene that the, the cops are telling uh, Brian. It's like, oh, well, Dom shows no remorse. He beat those guys face in with a wrench. And then you have this scene where, like, Dom's explaining it all and how bad he feels about it. Whereas uh, Bodhi, he just straight up kills people at the bank. Yeah, uh, no yeah. remorse. Like, at he all. like changes to like robbing the vault and shit without even second. That thinking. was the one thing I did. I don't want to say that was the one thing I quote like respected about Dom. Uh, like, well, not about about in the beginning with uh, in Point Break because they would rob banks, but they wouldn't well, kill anybody. Yeah, right. So they would it would it would you know it's still crime and it's still illegal and it's bad. But they knew what they wanted to do, and they did not want blood on right. Their they hands. had a set of morals, just like just like Dom, but Dom's were clearly more tight than yes. than Bodie and his. And that's why Dom succeeded. Right. And Dom's, you know, 
it's hard to even call him an antagonist, but he technically is the antagonist. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Of the first, well, I I would say he's an anti-villain. Well, he's, he's technically the antagonist of the Fast and the Furious one. Um, but hypothetically one, hypothetically one, see, now you're doing a bit too. Um, but I love that kind of villain where, or antagonist where you sympathize yeah. with them a lot, whereas it's just, like, evil for evil's sake, or right. it's just, like, you know, And as selfish. soon as you hear their side of the story, it's like, oh, well, fuck. Like, it's yeah, I, always, I see where you're coming from. It's always so much more interesting. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's cool to have someone that's just evil or whatever, and, and it works. That's why I kind of like Edelgard. De- depending on what it is, but... Well, yeah, well, that's what made it so hard for Brian, is, like, yeah. Brian got close to these guys because he was undercover, and then he's like, wow, he's like, these guys aren't actually that fucking bad. And that's, well, that's like, my main argument for why Fast and Furious is better. The characters... Are, are so much better. Are better. Look, yeah. Well, look, yes. Captain Bigelow is an incredibly talented filmmaker. The camera work and directing and all that stuff, arguably better in Point Break. But overall, there's so much more chemistry with the characters. Yeah, I think the aesthetic is way cooler. I think the racing is fucking awesome. Yeah, just go room room. And, and, and that's my argument. And just the overarching execution of Fast and Furious is just so much better. It is. It's so it much really, more believable. It keeps you involved. It's so much more involved, so much more sympathetic for the characters. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about it this much until we're doing this podcast and I was, you know, watching it before this. It's just Fast and Furious is just a really, really good movie. It's it's so much better than the majority of action movies and this franchise gets a lot of shit, you know, for how crazy it hypothetically I becomes. I don't know why. Yeah. I I, this that. this is without a doubt one of the best franchises in Hollywood, and they are hypothetically on nine movies now, and the there is not a single Hobbs hypothetically and, bad one. Hobbs and Shaw isn't considered nine, is it? No, it's, no, it's, it's considered just a spinoff. Spin spin yeah, but it's in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hypothetically. So, hypothetically, hypothetically, and hypothetically, the second and the fourth ones being the weakest, I would still hypothetically give a six out of ten to. Which is they're they're enjoyable they're whatever, um, so to be that consistent, and to just have it's just I don't get it. I, I really the, need to watch eight because you you can't, hypothetically I've yeah. heard there is not a third. single Fast and the Furious movie that I've watched that I have disliked. Yeah, I am not a huge fan of the hypothetical second film, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, but I think we should talk about these hypothetical films more in the next part. I agree, but. Uh, Anything to end off on closing? Uh, a couple I, more things. I, really I, I like, like to get into hypothetical. I, I do like how there is happens. That's hypothetical to happen, so we can get to the hypothetical third movie. I, I do like how they both end with one last race and one last wave. Yes, yeah, I think yes. that's cool. Um, I like that they both abandon the cop life. I I love. Uh, I've said this before for Awesome Powers, but the use of product placement in the '90s and early 2000s is. You know, yeah. Chef's kiss, fantastic. You can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. Yeah. And Corona, the <laughs> great line, is has become such a meme for this franchise, and it's fucking great, and I love it. And it's just anytime we'll talk, I talk about Fast and Furious with anyone. We talk about fucking Corona, and one, it's funny. It kind of ties into the characters into a way because you, it's like you know, boomers that we know where they're like you know, it's like. They're in love with Bud Light or Budweiser or Coors or Corona or Bex or Stella or any of these fucking, you know, normal loggers. My dad's a fan of Guinness. Uh, 
Okay, well, I didn't ask what your dad was a fan of, Terrence, so <laughs> shut the dad, fuck up. My dad's a boomer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, boomer, well, Guinness from a fucking can or a bottle sucks, so I'm only talking about stuff that you'd buy a six-pack for, and it would taste the same as it would as draft, which Guinness is not. But anyways... It'd be like NOS, the uh, the product placement of yeah. NOS. It's like, fuck, man. They were really trying to sell these race cars. Dude. <laughs> Holy shit. I, as someone that constantly, constantly will berate people for loving Disney and corporations and bootlicking and any of that shit. So there's very few things I hate more than that is fucking corporations and corporate dick sucking and Maybe bootlicking. Maybe Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. We've been going on for so long. I probably had a tangent of Chick-fil-A. That was like fucking two hours ago, I, bro. I think, I think the use of product placement in the 90s and 2000s is used in a way where it doesn't feel forced for the good movies. And kind of add something to the comedy or just the realness of it. And it works. And this is all before these brands were so fucking cringy on Twitter. Where you have some social media intern making a, a meme out of something that was popular like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're just being like, oh, oh whatever fucking dumb nay-nay bullshit. And that's it. That's uh. That's it for Point Break and Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, my, my, clo- my closing remark is that if you do it better, it's not copying. I agree. You really can't call it copying if somehow you're better than the original. Yeah. Because think... then you're not copying anymore. I don't even think it's copying because, like I said... The... I mean, it's clearly not copying. We've, we've given our argument for the episode. I think it's okay but... to take themes and then make it your own. Oh yeah, and that's what Fast and Furious. I mean, that's what all of art is. Yeah, is stealing from other art. But I don't think that's a problem with that because you take it. and Yeah, people just people. No, I guarantee you, anyone that says Fast and Furious and Point Break are the same thing have never watched them back to back, and have watched them so spaced out, and have just heard other people's opinions, and then they think, oh well, they're the same movie, and it's like, no, they're not. Also, to any form of art you know changes and your spin on that artwork is what makes the next segment of artwork mm-hmm. yep. it's just how it goes this the fast and the furious was the point break of our generation and it's arguably a better version yep. i mean I, I would still think point break is like in our generation area because it's 91 so i mean like, it came out the year i was born so i'm saying no oh fuck i forgot to hit record what psych <laughs> episode's over